and welcome to this week's episode from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. On today's episode, I chat to an incredible artist who was from Lancashire but now based in London. Charlie Robb is incredible. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Charlie Robb joins me now. Hi, Charlie. How are you today? Hello, Lucy. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good. So like we were saying before, I went to primary school with you and your brother and had no idea that you were an artist until I saw it on Harry's Instagram, um, which is so amazing. And since then, I've followed you on Instagram and you are absolutely so talented. Um, <laughs> so why don't you tell me your journey? How did you get into art and how have you become such a great artist? Well, thank you very much, Lucy. That is uh, a wonderful opener. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the best introduction ever. Um, yes, I, I am an artist. I've been an artist for, well, professional artist for about uh, since the summer of 2018. So, so about two and a half years. And um, it was quite a, an, an unexpected um, start for me. So um, at primary school where we met all those years ago, I was um, very much into drama and acting and performing and I took that through to school. I went to school in Lancaster and um, did lots of acting and drama and comedy and things there. So I was always into, you know, being creative and, and being expressive, I suppose. And then I went to university where I studied classics because I thought Latin and Greek would be highly vocational and um, incredibly <laughs> useful and practical. Um, weirdly, I haven't used a single sentence of Latin since I graduated in, in any day. About, but anyway. About Caecilius and his ventures. Oh, you can't get Caecilius out of that garden. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. He will not leave. Um, but yes, uh, and so at university, I did lots of um, lots of comedy shows, lots of uh, sketch shows, and plays, and writing and performing. I absolutely loved it. But so, I, but I hadn't uh, even considered painting. I obviously, I loved, I loved going to galleries and 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 seeing art. But um, but uh, but but doing it actually myself was something that never came to me. My dad is a great uh, is a great artist. He's a retired GP now, but he's always loved painting and art and he very much took you know um took a lot of cultural care of me and my brother harry and would take us to do watercolors or take us to art galleries so i have a lot of thanks to give to him for this but then after university i moved to london as, as so many people tend to do and uh, i lived with some of my pals from uni where were you at uni i went to cambridge oh very nice and I am um, uh, and had a great time there. It was wonderful. The the work was uh, pretty hard. Not gonna lie, but um, but it was it was good. It was good value. And uh, to be honest, I didn't really do much work. I actually just spent a lot of time <laughs> doing comedy and getting drunk and having takeaways. But um, <laughs> it was it was like 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 anyone should. But um, but I I uh, yes I, I moved to London um with uh, 
a couple of great mates, one of whom my best mates called Doug, and we formed a comedy production company together. And we've been doing sketch comedy and we've got a, we got an agent and, um, and, you know, at the moment still we are producing comedy and, 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 uh, and what, but there was, there was, um, I think a part of me that wasn't really being seen to so in, in, a, in a creative capacity, in a sort of therapeutic capacity. So I've, I've, I've struggled with depression and anxiety for a few years. I think it really did come to a point at university. Um, I can't really explain why. I think it's just, uh, just a part of life um, yeah. that just became a bit more prominent. Um, so I was, even though I was having a wonderful life with, with my friend Doug and, and, and doing what I so really wanted, I, I still felt that I, um, I, uh, I, I was sort of not addressing a, a part of myself in a very sort of self-compassionate way. And so I decided one day that I just needed to do something different, completely different to whatever I've done before. And so I went to an art shop. I went to Jackson's art shop in Putney, which was a goodish walk away from where I lived in Wandsworth. And I got a massive canvas and I filled my backpack up with paints. At the time, I didn't know the difference between acrylic, emulsion, oil, whatever. I was just like, yeah, you'll do, you look nice, fine. Some brushes. And I went back to my flat and we had a little conservatory and I put my canvas down on the floor on an old bed sheet and I did my first painting, which is actually hanging in my living room next door. and did that in 2018. And I just felt the most incredibly liberating experience of, of just being able to express myself in a completely different medium. And it was amazing, it, was, it felt fantastic. And, and just then I was just hooked. I loved, I loved the idea of paint and painting as sort of a language and a completely new genre of, of talking and sharing ideas. And I started an Instagram the next year and um, put a couple of little things up that I did and wasn't really taking it too seriously. And I got some messages from <clears throat> friends I'd been to uni with or school saying, oh, this is really good, man. Like, you know, if you ever have time, I'd love to, you know, get a canvas off you for, for 200 pounds, whatever. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because at the time, I, my money was mainly coming from tutoring, doing lots and lots of tutoring. And um, I was like, wow, I get to make something and get paid for it immediately. This is amazing. So I did that. And I, I you know, a few friends started commissioning me more and more. And I, um, you know, would, would save the money. I'd get some more canvases and, uh, and, um, and just have at it. And then at one point, um, a friend of Doug's who works at a, at a posh art gallery in London um, sent me a message to say, um, I think it works really good. And I think um, you could you could probably have a career out of this. Do you want me to manage you? And I was like, yeah, it sounds great. He's a lovely guy, uh, guy <laughs> a lovely guy called uh, George. And he's my art agent and he is to this day. And he's been instrumental in um, starting a career for me where I've um, been very fortunate to be in some magazines and uh, and sell some original canvases for, I'm happy to say, a bit more than when I started. And, and now we have some exhibitions coming up in March and April um, at, some, at some galleries and it's just crazy. And uh, I'm really, really fortunate to him and everyone else who's supported me. And it, yeah, as I say, it's a really strange new 
um, sort of trajectory that came out of just a day of being like, you know what, I'm just going to try something else. Um, yeah. Yeah, very funny, very weird. No, I love that. I love that. And um, I never knew you were that creative. I always remember you being like funny, funny at school. But then, as <laughs> we said, <laughs> over 15 years ago. <laughs> um, so, where's your studio based? You say you live in London. Is whereabouts? Yeah, I, li- I live um, near Harrow. I live in a, a small little villagey place called Pinner with my girlfriend. And my uh, studio is in Mayfair. It's about um, a two minute walk from Bond Street Station. It's this underground basementy sort of uh, sort of space. And I get to look up from underneath the street to see people's legs walking past. It's in a big, um, quite nice sort of Victorian townhousey place right next to Selfridges. It's pretty crazy. Um, complete for- good fortune that I ended up in that place. I've got a mate who uh, who does set design for a theatre company and um, this theatre company moved into this to take care of this sort of neglected building near Bond Street. And, um, and I, oh, on New Year's Eve 2019, I was moaning about how I really I was desperate to take the art to a new level. I needed to get off my kitchen floor and get a proper easel and a, a place I can work outside of my my home. And, and my friend Luke just said, oh, I've got, uh, you can share my space with me in Bond Street. Yeah, if you like, you move in whenever you want. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And uh, and I did, and I helped him clear out all the junk from this basement room and, and we sorted out a space and, and he does his theater set designing in one part of it. Uh, and I do my art in, in the other part of it, although he's he's getting quite successful now. He doesn't need to build anything. He can just design it all on his laptop in yeah. at home or in his office and, and get other people to build it. So I've got a bit more space. But uh, but yeah, so that's where my where my studio is and and uh, how I that's, managed to, yeah. to land that. That's so cool being in Mayfair as well. Like I immediately think, oh, that's like an expensive area because of Monopoly obviously not knowing yeah. hardly anything about London but then as well you being like based in Mayfair will give a certain person who wants to buy art like oh he must be really good because he's based in Mayfair <laughs> <laughs> um, that works I can't, well hope, hopefully that will provide some some good advertising and uh, it has been very convenient uh, I won't deny it but um we'll see P plans change. I could, uh, you know, who knows how long I'll I'll get to stay there for. But for the meantime, I'm very lucky. Yeah, and it must be cool, like being underground, like you said, seeing the feet walk on the ceiling, kind of thing. That must be. It weird. is quite cool. It's very like it does give you a different perspective of life because it's not an an angle of view that you get to have a lot of the time. Um, I'm working on getting a bit better light. I think my next studio should have a bit more light in it. Uh, being underground is, is not the best for seeing paintings in, um, but uh, but it is really interesting. And if, if people watching is just taken to a whole new level and you're this sort of like sewer creature lurking beneath the pavement, looking up at people, having a cigarette outside or whatever, it's very odd. Yeah, so for people who might not know or haven't heard of you and um, why don't you describe your style of art my style of art would probably be categorized as abstract expressionism um because i do um a lot of very physical expressive 
things with paint. I use my hands. I use, um, you know, sticks, paintbrushes, cardboard, whatever I want to apply paint to canvas. I'm painting out of pure sort of feeling and emotion and, uh, and, um, and experimenting with colour and materials. I'm not doing like portraits or landscapes, um, just sort of whatever I, whatever I sense and whatever I feel um, and depending on different palettes that I like. Um, I think abstract expressionism is just some of the most beautiful art and some of the most unique. And I think a lot of people can um, find something individual in, in each in each sort of work like that. I, I find it really interesting and really fun. Yeah. And it's, is it with acrylic you do it with? I now have know the difference between acrylic and oil, thank God. Um, I, I, it really does depend on what I want to achieve. I, I um, use oils, I use acrylics, um, gouache, what else? A lot of emulsion paint. They're all quite different. Oil is very, very rich. It's also quite expensive um, and it takes forever to dry. Yeah. Acrylic is, is water-based. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm explaining this to you. I was, I've just assumed quite rudely that you, you don't know what this is, but there no, is every possibility yeah, that you do. I only know acrylic. I remember being like, oil takes ages to dry. That's the only thing yeah. I know. So carry on, that was interesting. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry, I've just started mansplaining. I do apologize. But, um, <laughs> But um, but yeah, I've I just this is the thing with being self-taught is that it's just fascinating to go on YouTube or on the internet or, or dig into books, just learning about what the materials do. Oil dries through oxidation, so the same process that rust happens um, with the oxygen bonding with the molecules in oil. All very scientific, but it's a lot more complicated than acrylic paint drying, which is water evaporating, which takes no time. So. Oil is a, an oil work you can work on for ages and ages and ages and keep mixing colours and, and changing things, moving things around and create really rich sort of deep images. Um, acrylic is, I think, a little bit better for more of the gestural stuff. So throwing, you know, paint down, especially emulsion. I love using paint that you can put on your walls. Anything that allows you to go into like a hardware store or B&Q or whatever, and get stuff off the shelves there and use for art is to me just so exciting. And I absolutely love putting a, a full fist into a, a big you know, paint can of white emulsion that you put on your ceiling and throwing it at a black canvas and just seeing what the shapes are that you make. Um, so yeah, it really does depend on, on what, I'm, what I'm trying to do. But, um, but yeah, I have now finally understood what, what the different paints are and, and do. And I guess with abstract, it, it is very different to watercolour, like like you mm. said, like with your, your dad and being creative, me and my dad have done a few art days and he's very much into Patrick Heron, have you come across his work? It's like, like, like abstract, but it's just like... Cool. Um, uh, you know, I probably, I can't remember all the names for the yeah. artist, but I'm going to have a look at him after and I, I bet I'll recognise So them. my dad does that, but then I tried to do watercolour and I think what I like more about abstract, and I don't know if you agree, but if you do a line or you can't make a mistake with it, you know, if you're not doing a portrait or a landscape, yeah, it, it'll turn into something else if it's yeah, which I guess is the process. I, I think 
I think you're completely right, Lucy. I think that's absolutely right. Um, definitely, I've I've felt that one of the the great things that doing the abstract art offers is that, and it's a bit of a cliche, but there's no such thing as a mistake. Mm. And it's just an opportunity to create something that you haven't planned. Um, so it just allows you to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Open, I think, to things going pear-shaped or, or things going off uh, route um, and turning something into something that you didn't expect. It's really good for your perspective. And I think, cause this, as I said at the beginning, the art came out of very much a mental health thing for me. It's very good to, to, yeah, give you something to work through. If something, if a mistake happens, you are patient and you see it from a different angle and or you take a step back and look at the bigger picture and you can see how a problem can be worked through or something can be addressed. And then what comes out of it is something maybe even better than what you'd wanted. And so I think that's why it can also be a really good form of therapy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so your process, how yeah. do you create a piece sort of like, how long does it take? And do you beforehand think about the colours and the, the patterns you're going to do or do you just sort of have the blank canvas in front of you and think I'm going to add purple <laughs> uh, you know some days it's just like that um I, it really depends I think because I'm not um I'm not married to any particular um you know style like you know Rothko had his thing massive canvas usually one colour and then another colour on top not saying it took you know a few minutes to do that but he stuck to something I sort of drift around between different forms of abstract expressions and so I like trying different things something could take a couple of months usually an oil work where I want to create sort of levels and depth um something could take like literally five seconds if I just want two colors with another color interplaying with it or working in a different way it, it could literally just be a matter of I don't know a minute um which I know is is quite an unhelpful answer but um I think yeah uh, I uh, I like trying I like trying different things out and um and seeing how um you know different things could be made with uh, either just an instantaneous sort of rush or spending a little bit more patience and time I'm trying to spend a bit more bit more time on stuff just to see what the, the fullest expression of something could be sorry I'm rambling now Lucy I love the texture of it like when paint dries and it's like built up on and there's all the different strokes and that I always think it looks really nice on the on the canvas um, I, I love that too what's the biggest canvas you've ever done like how big it's been I, I, I had to um for research purposes I stalked your whole <laughs> Instagram <laughs> and saw that like there was a massive one you've done but like what is the biggest canvas you've ever painted on or sold? Well um thank you very much for stalking me I feel very flattered um probably um it could have been that one that you saw um I think it I can't remember how how big it is I think it's two and a half meters 
wide and about 170 centimeters tall. Um, so it's quite big and it's uh, a real pain to store. Um, but um, hopefully uh, I'm, I'm, I've been, my agent has, has asked me to enter that into certain things. So when um, particular exhibitions or competitions open up again, I'll enter that into there. But, um, but I have actually got stretcher bars for a bigger canvas. So I wanted to make a three meter by a three meter tall one um, at the end of last year. But um, I realized that if I made it in the space that I am, it would never leave the studio because of the door big enough. So I just have these massive wooden bars that are, uh, that are waiting to be put together at some point. How do you even get something like that on the tube? Or does it just like get delivered to you? <laughs> well, I have since, <laughs> that's a very good question. Uh, I've wrestled a lot of massive canvases on tube and it is pleasant for everyone. Um, particularly that big one that I described before, the two and a half meter one. I took that on all the way from Islington to Bond Street on two very sweaty tubes and no one enjoyed it. Um, but I've since thought I'm going to take advantage of the internet and order canvases and materials to the studio instead. So I've, I've been... I've been sucked into doing that now makes sense makes sense that one's taller than me when you were saying that canvas so that's very big excellent i actually use you as a measurement i'm just like yeah. oh that'll be one and a half lucy by two lucy's excellent it's very unhelpful for people yeah <laughs> who do you have like an artistic inspiration then like an artist you really like I, I love so many artists and I will try not to go on forever because it's one of the great things I love talking about. I am, um, I love, I love people like Mark Rothko. I was very fortunate to see during our mini end of lockdown sort of break um, in, when was it? Before December, end of November, I went and saw some Mark Rothko with, with Turner at the Tate Britain, which was phenomenal. Um, I absolutely love Jackson Pollock, obviously. And I think there's a lot more to his paintings than just splashing stuff around. A lot of people would disagree with me and that's fair enough. Um, I adore David Hockney. I think he's probably the first artist that was introduced to me uh, as someone who wasn't, you know, super duper famous like Picasso or Dali or Rembrandt. And, um, but he's obviously very well known. But David Hockney, I think his use of colour and his style is just absolutely transcendent. And I am uh, hopefully going to go see his new um, Normandy exhibition at the Royal Academy in May, if things can happen. Hopefully they will. Um, but I and, and then so many more. I love Frank Bowling. He's got an amazing way of, of just letting paint run and trickle and creating soft layers, which I love. I love Miro. I think he's fantastic um but one of the artists that i do genuinely love and this is going to sound very corny is my dad Aww, i think good old graham I think he's, good old graham yes exactly he's a good old boy he he's he's got a, a wonderful confidence with paint and painting and uh, i love him as a man and as a dad and as a painter and i'm very fortunate to have one of his pieces which you can't see and sadly the listeners can't either but it is above my desk now of a of a, a nighttime pier in uh, California when he went on holiday with my mum to see it, and uh, 
it's just really beautiful. I think he's a phenomenal artist too. And uh, so yeah, pro probably probably him to be honest. That's really sweet. Um, do you do you like Damien Hirst's art? Because I was going to ask you, mm. can everything and anything be art? <laughs> do you think that, I, you know people can make <laughs> thousands of cutting a cow in half and it's art? Damien <laughs> Hirst, and yeah. Tracy, what's she called? Bed. Tracy, Tracy Emin. Yeah. What do you think? Or Tracy Beaker. <laughs> um, two great Tracys. Um, I, uh, I have a, I have a, a bit of a love hate relationship with Damien Hirst. I think that some of the pieces he does is absolutely fantastic. Um, and and he has made a, a, himself uh, one of the record breaking artists for 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 his monetary worth. I mean, he's made just hundreds of millions of pounds out of. Um, out of his works I think they are I think a lot of them are very very important and played a huge role in the um, the turning of contemporary art in the 90s and the beginning of of this millennium but I also can't help have a feeling of some sickness when that amount of money is is being thrown about um, with certain pieces of contemporary art um like the the crystal skull thing with with all those diamonds studded all over it um i know probably has a lot of weighty ideas that it wants to discuss behind it but i can't help but think that that's sort of wealth being made for wealth um but i do i do like his stuff i i i follow him on instagram i absolutely love hearing about his his pieces in his gallery um, I would love to go and see a Damien Hirst show. Um, I think, I don't know, it's not really, I don't feel um, that I can say something is art or isn't art. I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if there's a good enough idea behind it, and if it's made with some honesty and integrity um, um, and the artist stands by it, then why not? Yeah. I understand that people like slapping a banana on the wall and it gets sold at Sotheby's the next day for, for a million pounds, whatever. And I think that's a really fun way of, of shining light at some of the ways that the art industry um, is, is a little bit of a parody of itself. Um, but, um, but, you know, we the, went, way, the way the world is now. Yeah, we went to Oslo, Norway, in Norway obviously in Norway in like 2015 and there was a Damien Hirst exhibition so we went and there was the the cow and there was something else and I can't remember what it was but I, I, being a teenager I thought it was a bit a bit weird um and then yeah. there was the, we also went to like see the scream and those but I did think like the cow one was really interesting and um being a vet's daughter, I obviously found it interesting. <laughs> but then I think that, like, his art, like, and there was another artist, and there was a bottle of nail polish on, like, a stand, and that was art. And I was like, I could do that. Is that, you know, <laughs> is my pencil case on my desk art? And I think um, it gets you thinking, which is good. Art gets you thinking, and it gets you interpreting mm. things. And 
really looking and reflecting on the meaning of things, which I always enjoy looking at. And I think abstract does that as well. Um, That's really cool. You were talking about magazines. So what, why don't you say what magazines you've been in? Oh, okay. Well, if I have to. So last year in lockdown, I was, I was working hard to um, help yeah, support myself with with uh, with sending some paintings so i i sold a lot of small paintings through instagram just stuff that i could i could do off the kitchen floor and so my instagram became quite active um and uh i um i think it's a great marketing tool i think it is, is it is a tool um and so through that tatler got in touch mm-hmm. and they sent me it sent me an email to say um we're doing a, a page on on art on artists and you know art for your home or whatever would you like to be in it i was like yeah that sounds great and um and that really helped you know provide a little bit of um some some credentials i suppose and and people got in touch and then um when that happened vogue got in touch and they said oh well um we've just seen that you've done this we're doing a similar thing would you like to do it in vogue too i was like yeah okay that sounds good <laughs> and then um and then gq did the same um and so so those three um which are great which is really lovely and thankfully lots of people did get in touch when they saw when they saw my my painting in on those pages and they heard about it and uh, and that was really lovely um so yeah i'm very very thankful for those opportunities yeah they're big like magazines as well, so that's really exciting. Um, I saw recently that you'd just shipped a painting off to was it Washington or no New York? I am. Um, I hate to be in this position, but it was both. I did send oh. a. Was it to was a painting it to the president? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a welcome, welcome to the house, Joe. Um, <laughs> um, sad, sadly. You go in international. So were they commissions that you'd done? No, those were original. Um, the Washington collector uh, wanted some originals. He got um, a big oil painting, which had very, very thick um, textured white oil paint in the background and three colorful primary lines. Oh, I and, saw that one. I really like that. Oh, well, thank you very much. I really like making it and it was really, really fun to do. So and really lovely. Well, thank you very much, and um, and that's and that's what he said. So much so that he wanted to buy it. So I was like, great. Um, so he bought that, and he was also interested in a diptych. And um, what? What's that? It sounds like a horrific uh, medical condition for men, but I promise you, it's not uh, a diptych. D i p t y c h. I think it just means um, two canvases. That form one piece of art. Yeah, together. Mm-hmm. I get it. And three is triptych. I don't know <laughs> what the name is of that. I probably should pay a bit more attention in my Greek at uni. But um, but he said he like a diptych, and um, uh, I I had um, two two canvases that were very similar in style. One was pink with some black oil splash over the top, and one was sort of a minty green with black oil splash. And um, those are just something I was playing around with, but they looked really good together. And um, so he got that too. And the New York person um, wanted a, a small 
commission of a painting that had just sold. Um, so um, I did like a, a little eight by 10 inch canvas, a very cute little thing about the size of a book and um, and sent that, sent that off to him. And uh, yeah, he really loves it too. It is really nice to, to go over the pond. Yeah, have you sold to sort of any other countries? Or um, yeah, um, where, where else? A guy in Australia, a guy in Sweden, um, some people, some, uh, Germany and France. Where else? Some guys in California. Um, so it's places in Europe, places around the world. This, well, this is the thing with, with being connected globally through something like Instagram and having a website. And um, it's just so easy for people to, to get in touch with you now. And yeah. we have such amazing like postal services that it really isn't a thing. But actually I was thinking last night, it is weird that I you know this, this painting that's been sitting in my studio um, that I wrapped up in, in you know, bubble wrap and whatever cardboard I could find did actually have to like go onto a plane go up into the air over a massive ocean for a number of hours get dropped off in Washington and, and taken through customs and I was just like it is mad to think about that process yeah. but we're just completely divorced from it because um everything is is so convenient and can be taken out of your hands and yeah. you don't have to, to do any of that of that work yourself so did they just get in touch because they'd seen you on Instagram is that how the international kind of orders have come through I think it's just a mixture of, of word of mouth mm -hmm. and 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 just being consistent on on Instagram and referring people to your website and it does it goes through new channels that you make and and your own social channels before that um so yeah a bit of word of mouth and a little bit of of people following too yeah is there anything you're working on at the moment do you, do you normally have like one piece or do you have a few pieces you work on that you're uh, it's probably the latter <laughs> I, I I do find it quite hard to focus on one thing at a time so I have a few things going on um I've got to commit like after we finish um our lovely our lovely chat together I need to go and work on a commission um which is fun because I get to it's a bit for me commissions isn't just uh someone saying paint me something and I paint them something I like to invite them into the process so that it becomes something they like and and their their ideas are involved and uh, and and that's been a really good thing, thing for them and for me so i've got a commission to do i'm working on a few oils at the moment hopefully i can get one of them in to um to my exhibition in march at the brick lane gallery quick plug no one saw that yeah, coming I was that later <laughs> um yeah i've got i've got a, a group show a contemporary painting exhibition at the brick lane gallery um 16th to the 29th of march and um, i've you know who uh, hopefully it can still happen but mm -hmm. um whatever happens happens and i'm working towards it as if it's going to happen so hopefully we'll get get some stuff some new stuff in for that yeah it's exciting how's it been in the pandemic for you with obviously you've probably had more time to be creative mm. and do your yeah. art but how how's it been um it's been it's been a journey Lucy no it's been <laughs> it's been okay um I when the pandemic started 
last year, March last year, 2020, I was living with my mate Doug, my, my comedy friend in Golders Green, and my girlfriend was living here in this flat um, in Pinner. And so it was obviously quite difficult not seeing certain people in your relationships, but I was very fortunate to be living with, with my best friend and my, and my writing partner. And we, we had a lot of time to write sketches and uh, we've been working on a, on, on a film script, on a couple of film scripts for a while, um, yeah. some feature films. Um, obviously COVID has, has interrupted those plans quite a lot, but there will be time to make them happen. Um, and in the meantime, I, I said, well, if the, the TV and film industry is sort of ground to a halt, let's crack on with some art. And so I really just, just focused on the art and, and worked hard to take it to a new level. Um, so I, I'm very fortunate to um, create busyness for myself, yeah. um, which has been a good occupier. And now I, I, I moved in here with my girlfriend in October and it's very, very lovely here, very pleasant. And I still get to go to the studio. And apart from not being able to go to some restaurants or get absolutely lashed at the pub, um, it's it's okay. I'll do that as much as I can at home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bring, bring the alcohol to you really. But the vibe's not quite the same. I think I've only been out in the whole pandemic, August, we went for one meal, me and my boyfriend and my friend. And then it was two for one on mojitos. And we like piled them all on the own. We had more than three. <laughs> and um, yeah, the vibes just not quite the same drinking it in your house, is it? I know, but you've got to just have the mojitos and have the tequilas at nine o'clock in the morning because otherwise, <laughs> you know, it's just going to be really hard and it doesn't need to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe not. There is there's a website though that I've ordered some cocktails and it like they bring you all the stuff and then you just have to make it at home. So I'm hoping that'll be quite nice. Um but yeah, I can't and I can't wait to come to London. Like Lancashire, I mean it's sunny now, but it's just not the same as London. Like I just love it. Like we we always go and then we go to the theatre and mm. I think we last went and we went to see 42nd Street and the Lion King. Um, wow. Love and I, I just love that and then like Regent Street and the shopping and you know the culture mm. in London and just the restaurants and I just can't wait me and my yeah. boyfriend said next Christmas we're like we're going to go down to London and then just at Christmas time and just absorb it all because it's just so yeah. nice. do you miss it Lancashire or do you not <laughs> I do yeah no of course I do um I'm, I'm I love Lancashire and I'm, I'm really grateful for having a, an upbringing there um and it's very funny that you say that you you miss London. Um, well, you're you're not missing any of those things right now because everything's closed and yeah. and there's not many people on the streets. So I hope that can help remove some of your worry. But I'm I'm very excited to to go away for a bit um, to the countryside. I'm, uh, uh, do you live in the countryside, Lucy? I do. I do, Charlie. Yeah, I do. I'm, oh, nice. I'm in the countryside about. 20 minutes away from from where we went to primary school so quite oh, nice. quite into the countryside I can see some trees to the side of me out the window and some wonderful <laughs> I can't remember what a tree looks like living in this <laughs> in this concrete jungle no um I'm quite excited for a bit more open space to be honest and some greenery and some fields um 
So your exhibition, why don't you yes. tell that a bit more? Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Fantastic. <laughs> what a uh, very serendipitous moment. So uh, my exhibition, I, I'm in a group show um, uh, at the Brick Lane Gallery, which is a really lovely gallery um, in Shoreditch. And um, it's a contemporary painting exhibition. So there'll be other artists there doing um, some, some cool contemporary stuff. Um, I don't know how, how many others there are, but, um, but I'm sure it'll be really exciting um, to see lots of different artists doing their thing. And the Brick Lane Gallery is a really cool space. It's actually a bit of an honor that I've been asked. I feel very, very grateful and, um, and quite excited. And I love Shoreditch. I think it's, a, it's just got amazing art everywhere. It's one of the street art, you know, hearts of, of London, of this country. And so to be doing some, um, an art show there is, is yeah, really lovely. And I'm very grateful. Um, and I've got a solo show oh. in April, which is in Milton Keynes at a gallery called the Hansford and Sons Gallery. And, uh, and that should be two weeks, uh, second half of April. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a solo show at this um, lovely gallery uh, in Stony Stratford, a village just outside of Milton Keynes, which will just be some, some of my stuff from when I've just started, some new stuff, um, all quite lively and, and, uh, and fun canvases. Um, so yes, we've got two exhibitions that I'm, I'm working towards and hopefully people can come to them. Yeah, and how do you, how do you, one, choose what to put in the exhibition and how do you, number two, choose the name for the piece? That must be quite a process. Ah, well, um, for, for choosing stuff for the exhibition, it depends on what the wall space is. If they, and if they say no bigger than this kind of canvas, then that automatically cuts out some stuff. Luckily, my agent, George, is fantastic at advising on this. He's very good at not just knowing what will look good in a space, but what looks good together, because some of my stuff, you know, I like to try different things out, would look very odd next to each other. And you want to create a flow or a story between the different pieces. So he's very good at choosing that and, and helping me and um, sort of curate that. With the names, um, it's very funny. I feel as much as I love some of the big abstract artists of like the 50s and the 60s, the 80s, I feel that having like untitled 913C or untitled abstract is just a bit of a cop out. And I know that that part of that is because you don't want to put a label or a name on a piece of artwork because it's up to the viewer to decide what it means to them. But I, f I feel like there could be some bit, a bit more of a storytelling thing. And I feel quite personal with what I create. I feel like it does deserve a name, um, even if that's just describing what the colors are or it's something a bit more specific. I just, either I, I have a name in mind and have a concept or I work through something and then I take my time at the end and I have a look at what it could be um, or it hits me during. Oh. But I think for me and my style, it's just a preference, but I like to give something a name because I think each piece has a, has a story to tell. What was the name of the, the white one with the three primary colour lines? 
that name has it's called simply red blue and yellow um because i like putting little puns in some of my names and the simply red thing stuck out actually my friend doug um suggested that it should be something on i was like that's that's great i can't resist a pun you're going in beforehand it was called something like mates or innocence because these three lines are the the as a line of blue a line of red and a line of yellow all sort of facing each other in this sort of triangle shape on this background of really thick textured white oil and it looked like something that was very innocent and supportive and um and like a discussion was happening between these lines and i thought there's something about like friendship going on in this um so that's what I think maybe the story is behind it. But um, but I thought that mates or friends was a bit of a naff title. So I went with simply red, blue and yellow, which I think also sums up quite nicely what's going on. Yeah, no, I like that. I like, I feel like I'm having like a, um, like I've gone into your brain a bit and you're just like telling me all this <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm loving it. You can see like you really love it. Um, so if people have listened to this and like, oh yeah, Charlie Rob, he sounds like a really interesting artist. I want to check his stuff out. Where should Yeah, the one or two go? people who think that, but yes, carry on. <laughs> Where should they go to get in contact or order something? Um well my Instagram is at charlierob.art. Mm -hmm. The Rob bit of my name is R-O-B-B. Um, so at charlierob.art for my Instagram or my website, which is charlierobart.com. And there is a form. If you see a piece that you like, you can inquire, you send me an email and either me or my agent will get back to you. Or if a piece has sold, but you quite like it, you can send a form and inquire about potential commission or subscribe to my, my mailing list by sending me an email to charlierob.art dot art at gmail.com amazing amazing no and as i was um like messaging you prior to this we really do like your art so we will definitely be purchasing something at some point well that's very kind of you i i have to say that's that's very generous and i'm very much looking forward to 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 helping you out thanks. and th thanks for joining today thank you lucy Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.